We're live. <laughs> You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. I said, hey, hey, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. I said, hey, hey, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. We're going to drink a fine whiskey and smoke a really fine cigar. All right, it is time for happy hour. It is the Man Cave Happy Hour. Whiskey, cigar, spirits, the stories that go along with it. I'm Jamie Flanagan. I am Matt Fox. And we are at Ambassador Cigar. We are doing it again at Ambassador. It's one of our favorite spots to, to hang out and enjoy life. I tell you, it's, uh, it's, it's no, there's no better place to be than with your friends. Yes. Out and about. And I got my friend here. Matt Fox. Yeah, you know, this is one of our the places that we will come to because, one, Sean is one of the most generous guys you'll ever meet. You know, he's really good at what he does. He knows his stuff really oh, well. Yeah. And, you know, we come here and kind of grab his knowledge to understand what it is about cigars. All right? And yep. then he'll throw in, you know what? You might want to try this as well as far as a whiskey or yeah. a bourbon or what have oh. you. So he always has something good to say about it. So we and love to come here because you guys are just so knowledgeable. Yeah. And you keep us, you know, happy. <laughs> know. Very happy. You got it. Sean, thanks. Yeah, thanks for having us out. And uh, great event today. You got uh, a special event happening, uh, some special cigars and some special deals. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've got the Tatuaje Cigars. Uh Cigar event coming on today uh, from 1 o'clock until about 7 o'clock. Nice. And basically running deals on all Tatawahe products. We actually have the uh, the Karloff cigar, which is part of the Monster Series. Nice. And we're, there's going to be 10 lucky people are going to be able to purchase that cigar. Are those, yeah, because that's a, that's a limited run, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So the Carla, but the Tatuan is you. You usually have uh, have those in stock. The other ones? Uh, well, we usually have Tatuahe, but not the Carlos. Not the Carlos. No, Carlos yeah. is uh, basically a one and done. So yeah. So you we, you pulled up for Matt and I, and Mike's with us as yeah, well. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mike's <laughs> hello everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Mike, for uh, uh, thanks for sitting down. With us yeah, and, and, no and take a little time. Because we want to find out about what we have in our hands. Because we got the 2012, the Sumatra, the Sumatra, the Sumatra, and you said this is one of your favorites. It is by far my favorite Tatuaje in the market. Nice. I will. I have at least two to three boxes at home. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I have a uh, one that was dated like 2012. One dated 2015. My goodness. And then I got one from this past year. Right. These are the 2012s here with us right now. Correct. These uh, this night went out on me though. Uh, these are these are oh, brilliant. Thank you, Michael. There you go. There it is. So, so what? Simply, can you tell us about what we got in in our hand here? A little bit more about it. Go for it, Mike. Go ahead, Doug. Oh. I'm like, well, like Mike. A medium body. The Sumatra. Uh, you could consider it. Eat. We would say it's uh, maybe a little. I call it a little more spicier. Okay. Then the broadleaf, and uh, I think I, I I like the broadleaf a little more, and my my, my uh, palate, you know, it's a medium body smoke. It pairs well with a. You could do a port. Mm -hmm. You could do a rum. You could do a couple other. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, bourbons. Mm -hmm. uh, the problem is with the match up, and I think it's 
a lot of that is kind of misconstrued that anybody can take any drink and mash it up with a cigar. What you really got to do is pair it. Because what happens when you have uh, a cocktail of your choice, sometimes it will dissipate the taste of the cigar and you're not getting the true value. So all you're basically is blowing smoke. You're not get, so you really got to pair up when the people in the liquor industry look at this, you know, and who's, who knows, like Sean here, to tell you to pair it up with a different drink. You got to make sure it doesn't overwhelm the cigar right. that is a very important factor so anytime you pair up anything you want to smoke make sure it doesn't overwhelm the cigar so you get the taste value that you're really looking for so that's my opinion a lot of people have to realize my favorite cigars are the ones in the morning and the ones at night because <laughs> the, 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 the first the one last and the last one. one the reason <laughs> i say that is because you know we do a business we're in a cigar business we sell cigars so all day you're running and you're smoking a cigar with a customer. You really can't concentrate on the smoke, right. you know. So that first one in the morning with a good espresso, and it's usually a small stick, so for the morning. And then that one at night when you're relaxed, yeah, in front of a hotel, on a bench or at home on a on a deck, right? You know, it's like that's the pleasure. That's the moments. Um, I always say the cigar. Not only has to be a great cigar, but has to be a cigar that you can enjoy. And I always ask this question yes. to people. And here's a question I'm asking you gentlemen and people out there to, to think about. I always say, what's the difference between a good cigar and a great cigar? A good cigar, you smoke it, it's a good cigar all the way through. Mm -hmm. I always say a great cigar shows a great maker like Tatuaje. It's complex. It's like a great book. You got a beginning, a middle, and an end. They do that time after time after time in these factories. And this is cigars made into my father's cigar company. Uh, and Pepin Garcia is a great maker. And you can't get that all the time. So there's nothing wrong with a good cigar, but there's always room for a great cigar. And these are great cigars. The other factor, too, is I always say this. And I'll give a quick story on this. When is a bad cigar a great cigar? Anybody know? When you do with your friends? Yes, it's who you're with. Um, unfortunately, my dad's no longer here, and he was the one that introduced us to cigars. And at the end of his life, you know, he was in hospice, and he, uh, we went there, my uh, older brother, my uh, son and myself, we went there to see him, and he... He had them roll them outside in the open venue, and he was—he loved cigars, and you know that's how we all started. You know, I was—I'm not going to say how old I was, but we got to smoke. When you could smoke, you could smoke. So um, we got to smoke cigars, and he sent the person out to get some cigars, and she brought back some machine-made cigars, and he lit it up. We we're watching him. We we're all smoking, laughing because we knew this was not a, but he smoked it. Like, that was the best cigar he's had on because they weren't allowing him to smoke, but we were outside. And anyway, not much longer, he passed away. I'll never forget that cigar. That cigar will always be with me, even if it wasn't one the best cigars out there. But being with him at the end meant a lot. And that's what this is all about. It's about the brotherhood or sisterhood or everybody getting together 
when I see the same faces in these stores, I'm at the other third of the race and career-wise. So that means a lot to see that and to see the new generation going out and buying cigars and smoking. You know, they, they, they're carrying the torch, as I say. Uh, this The history will not end. Um, am I saddened with the laws and uh, the guidelines that this old COVID thing has brought to us? And, you know, um, yeah, it's tough, you know, it made it tougher for everybody, but everybody's got through it, God will it. And, um, you know, we get to enjoy a smoke here and there and with your friends, and it means a lot. You know, that's your downtime. That's where you're, so when I see, you know, smokers smoke a cigar and they're smoking really quick, I tell them, slow down. You know, when you're burning the, the tobacco, you're not getting the full flavor. You got to simmer it and enjoy it. It's the moment. We were just talking about that, I think, in our last episode. Because I, I, as a previous smoker of cigarettes, I'd always find myself steamrolling. And then when I got into cigars, I found myself doing the same thing. And uh, the gentleman on the last show that we had, he's like, you need to slow down because it's getting bitter. You know, if you smoke it too fast, it'll get too bitter. You're not going to enjoy it as much. So I I took that to heart. And now I'm taking my time with this one uh, just so I can really understand the complexity of it. Well, as time goes on, which I tell the the new smokers, you will be able to differentiate the different tobaccos, your palate will get more refined and you'll find balance of what you like and don't like. What seems to be, I don't tell people like I'm the expert at all of what's, what is a great cigar. I just know what I like. It doesn't mean that's what you might like or you might like or you might like, but long as you enjoy it, that's all that matters. And when people say, what do you think? I go, well, what I think really, it doesn't matter. I'm a, I'm a salesman. That's that's what I do. I'm not a maker. I don't pretend I'm not a maker. I don't pretend I'm not the great makers like the Pete Johnsons and, you know, all the ones that are out there that I do represent that, you know, that I have the perfect palate. But I know what I, I like. Everybody has a different palate, and I respect that palate. And everybody's a different maker, and I respect what they make because that's their heart and soul. You never want to disrespect anybody and what they're doing out there. So when I'm out there, people will give me some cigars or competitors. I'll say that's for my palate. That's a that's a very good cigar. If it isn't, I'll just say it's different because they they will hit a palate of someone out there. So I can't be judgmental of who's making the greatest. Because I don't roll cigars. I couldn't roll a cigar to save your life, you know. So end of the day. All I do is sell and what I believe in. I don't sell anything I don't believe in. So that's how my career has been. So, but you know, in time, you'll your palate will define what you like. This is yep. this is this is very nice. There's a I don't want to say a flavor, but I, I'm getting you know more than just the smoke to this on this as, as it comes yeah. across my tongue. It's uh, it's nice. It's nice. I can't. I'm trying to pinpoint what it is, but there. I'm digging this man. You see, smoking the Sumatra, correct? Yep. So, what do you say? You that's your favorite. Why? Um, for me, the fa- it's my favorite because it's the most consistent burn flavor and aroma out of any cigar I've ever smoked. I've never had one a bad cigar of that out of the hundreds I've smoked. Yeah, right. and. It was actually the first Tatuaje I ever smoked. And it just, for 
like I usually drink bourbons or red wines, and it pairs perfect with those. It's going really nice with my Guinness. Yep. Uh, it's working well with my Guinness. I'm a yeah. one-trick pony when it comes to the in the beer family. It's a, yep. 90% of the time, it's going to be a Guinness for me. Oh, yeah. It's working well with, with my Guinness. Yeah. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that on a limb and say that this cigar has been your first cigar of the day and the last cigar of the day uh, more often than not. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, the thing is, like I said to people, when they're matching it up with a um, uh, different cocktail, what they're matching it up what I know is I always say what if it's your last cigar, try to get a little more, you know, more strength to the cigar, yep. especially if you're matching it up with a drink and you had a big meal, you want to go up. So if you're a mild smoker, go to medium. If you're a medium smoker, try to go to a little fuller so that it can, it, it will hit your, your palate because your palate is covered when you start eating and drinking. You want to match it up with something that you're going to get the flavor, you know, out of it. So, Yep. And well, because we were talking about pairing it up, and, and Sean was like, "Hey, I got an idea." <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a, a new bourbon on your shelf. Yeah. It's not a new bourbon, but it's yeah. a new bourbon here. Correct. And plus, you guys were missing drinks, so I figured I'm like, <laughs> it's around that time, and you need something to drink with a cigar. We we do. Yeah. And, and uh, so so Hirsch. I found the the Hirsch bourbon. Um. We, I was reading up on this a little bit, and it, it's a it's a blended. Bourbon Correct. Diet, right? Yep. Yeah. So the percentage. Let me. Some interesting things happening yeah. inside this bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a uh, 92 proof, uh, 46 AB, ABVs. They do 94 percent of it is 75 percent corn, 21 percent rye, 4 percent uh, malted barley. The other six percent of it is sixty um, percent corn, thirty-six percent rye, and then four percent malted barley. And so part of it is uh, like five years, four months, and then the second half Correct. of it is a little older. Six years, two months. Six years, two months. Yeah. Yep. And so it's got some age to it. So yeah, it, it was a. It's a newer. It's not really newer, but it's newer to us. Right. Um, it, it was a limited release that they had. They came out about two months ago, I believe it was. Mm. And the rep basically said, okay, I can get you a bottle if you want. I'm like, you know, send us three. Just because the limited release stuff we do very well with. Right. And we have a lot of bourbon drinkers that love the, the LEs. I mean, they go... They don't care what it is. That they're gonna drink it and they're gonna they're gonna love it. I mean, it could be hot tea yeah. in a bourbon bottle, uh, yeah. and <laughs> they'll love it. So now, but, giving this a sniff, uh, being the like seventy one percent corn and then sixty something percent corn, it's not because uh, it, it's got the age to it. Correct. It's it's there's this there's a sweetness in the in the nose. Yeah. So you get a little sweetness with the nose, but also a lemon, sort of a lemon zesty. Okay smell Ooh, all right then as soon as you try it you're going to get like a almost that that spice flavor is going to hit your palate but then it's going to mellow out a little bit and you're going to because of the rye you're going to get that sort of rye taste to it also i'm diving in i'm diving in. you know for me, i always like to talk about ethanol you know i don't they everyone has ethanol in their bourbon right but yep. i don't get a huge amount of ethanol on the nose on this at all so 
know, and knowing that I'm going to dive in myself. Mm -hmm. so. I got a question for you, Sean, yeah. on the bourbon end of it. What would you say? I'm, I'm like anything, like even cigars, you got limited edition. People want the limited edition, you know, yeah. so you take that out of the mix. So we got the, the um, basic bourbons out there. What is your top three sellers that you could say in your establishment? The so the top three sellers, I I got to look at the bar back here. So um, obviously you got your bullet bullet bourbon, and why? It's it's basically like our house pour. It's pretty much what it is for our bourbons, because um, the price point is is very good. The drinkability as well, maybe. Correct. Or, okay. Yeah, it's, it's smoother. Um, it's actually, it probably might be the best bourbon to pair with in an old fashioned. Okay. Um, I would say another one is the uh, um, uh, Woodford. Uh, the reserve, yeah. Yep. Uh, Woodford Reserve. I would imagine around Derby time, you, you kind of oh, go through the Woodford yeah. quite a bit around Derby time. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, doing the the mint juleps. Yeah. Oh, big time. <laughs> um. Then I would say after that, it's probably going to be it'll probably be Jefferson's. Oh, okay. The Jefferson's Reserve. All right. Um. For just like not not limited edition stuff. And yeah. Right. Not the ocean. Not the, the Jefferson's not, not ocean. Not the ocean no. or the the cab. Sure. Right. Um. I mean, even the like the basil hidden dark rye. I mean, which you turned me on to that's, in a big way. That, that dark I'm not rye a I'm not a rye way. I'm not a rye drinker at all. Yeah. And I love that rye. Oh yeah. I mean, if I had a choice, I could drink any rye for the rest or any bourbon for the rest of my life. It would probably be that right. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But I, there's no way I can. <laughs> now, is, you can't live it. You can't live it. No. I got another question. Is there a, like a Michigan-based bourbon out there that you would recommend? Um, I actually like the the Zeppelin. It's out of uh, Traverse City. Um, it's it's a little pricier than a normal bourbon, um, but it has almost that Irish whiskey type. Hmm taste to it but with a, a bourbon kick okay interesting yeah and I mean, it has that little spicy notes in the middle yeah. i mean but it's just a smooth Ooh. it's a smooth spice not a it's not gonna burn it's not gonna burn in the back yeah and what tatuajes would you pair up with that bourbon that zeppelin right there yeah. that's sumatra the okay um if i didn't do the sumatra um, I'd probably do the Tatuaje Cojitas. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's another very good one. Now that I've tasted the Hirsch, uh, and I'm, I'm nosing it again, I, I, I smell that. I, I get that citrus, that lemon citrus, uh, getting that in the nose. Mm -hmm. But in the taste, there's like this hint of a, a, a mint almost. Yeah. There's a, yeah. I'm getting like a more. I, I, I was reading some of the tasting notes that are on. I'm looking at uh, what am I looking at? Uh, PaceMagazine.com. Paste okay. And what their review was it was of the Hirsch itself. And they're saying you get a little green tart apple. So that's what yep. kind of the sweetness is coming in. Yeah. 
at the same time. But I'm not getting all the sweet. Yeah. I'm getting more sweet. I'm getting that vanilla. I'm getting that caramel feel. Out yeah, of it. the I'm, bourbon. I'm, yeah, the, the typical bourbon vanilla caramel. Yep. I am, but then there's that as it sits back, it's getting even more fruity. Yep. You know, so it kind of rests really nice on the back of your palate. Yeah, it does. And then, then you want to go back to the cigar, and that's where you're going to get your pairing from. It's not an instant Correct. hit hit. You got to smoke the cigar for a little bit, and then throw in that uh, that that bourbon of choice. Yeah. Right? And then you're going to get that pairing. Yeah. So it takes a second. Okay. When I'm selling cigars, the first question I ask individually, you know, they haven't tried a product. What do you generally smoke? Mild, medium, and full. Mm-hmm. For a new bourbon, you know, drinker like myself, what would you start off with? Say that you are going to recommend with those profiles. Uh, basically, I mean, I would first ask them, uh, like, what bourbons do they usually drink? Mm-hmm. I mean, or what bourbons have they tried before? Uh, try to figure out where their their tastes are, because it's, it's very similar to cigars. Because you got to figure out where their palate is. I so, mean, would it, what would be the description of a milder bourbon? A milder bourbon is going to be probably like the bullet. Yeah. Okay. The bullet, the orange label, the regular bourbon, not the rye. Um, then medium. Medium. I would go more. It would probably be. Maybe like the Amador, um, even even the Jeffersons, I would say. And then when you get more towards that fuller, um, there's just so much back there, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I mean, like fuller. I mean, I'd almost go into the rice, the bourbon rice. Um, because they're going to... Would you put, uh, like I was told, and I've tried it that way, is um, just putting one ice cube in it or a drop of water? So, yeah. I, me, for me personally, I can't do the water. I usually do, like if it's a higher-end bourbon, I'll do like three or four ice cubes or an ice ball. Um, if it's like something a little lower-end that it... I know I'm going to be drink. I want to drink it for a while. Right. I'm just going to have them fill it up with ice. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because a bit longer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but also it, it chills it too. Um, me personally at home, if I know I'm going to be drinking bourbon, I actually put the bourbon in the fridge, like the date that day, and then by the time I get to, I want to have that bourbon. The bourbon's already chilled, so I don't need to add any ice at all. Right, right. Because it. If it's if the bourbon has a bite to it or a, a burn, that coldness actually eliminates Changes the complexion of, of the, the the drink. Correct. Okay. So yeah. I'm always a neat guy. I will always try something brand new that I've never had before. I same here. Yeah. I rather try it and I, right. see what its character yeah. I try is first. It first. Yeah. Like a sip of it. Neat. Neat. Absolutely. But then I add those. And you can experiment as to where you know where the taste because a couple drops of water will open up a bourbon almost sure. immediately because of the yeah the chemicals that are inside there and there's a word for it I don't know I can't remember what it is yeah but you know yes as your palate develops you know you're getting a lot of folks will start with your Elijah Craig's and yep. you know they'll they'll start on a lighter bourbon or something that's more popular but then they'll start diving into that bullet I did a shot of bullet rye in Utah. 
and what I was supposed to be dry area, yeah, I wasn't in a dry area in Utah, no. but, <laughs> uh, but the first time I, I did a shot of it, and I wish I hadn't because it really changed my, my thought process as to the bullet itself. Yeah. I did the bullet right. It was a shot. It was not a small shot. It was a large shot. Mm -hmm. um, but I went back to the bullet as well uh, after the fact, and I've tried it again. And now I'm trying to understand it just that much more. And now I'm pairing it with a cigar at one point in time. Yeah. But I, I'll tell you, this Hirsch, it, it, being that it's blended, I can't tell that real big difference if it's that blended. Yeah. It's it's just smooth. I think yeah. the blending, I think the how they've blended it actually makes it not, it's nice and smooth. Correct. That, that, that uh, there are a lot of flavors happening, but yeah. it's still, oh yeah, it's still smooth. That fruitiness is still is still kicking around back there. Yep. You know, and then it just as it continues to evolve, you know. With this pairing, I, I'm barely into this uh, this pour, this dram that you have brought over. I'm ex I'm excited for the next hour of my life, you know, yeah. because this is an amazing uh, pairing. Yeah. <laughs> really enjoy it. This yeah. isn't gonna last an hour. This no, is, uh, no, this, this pour is not gonna last an hour. Look, we just happen to have a, a full <laughs> bottle right in front of us. <laughs> brought the bottle. Today. I'm like, what was he thinking? And he left us here by ourselves with a bottle. We didn't. We didn't touch it. No. <laughs> I got. I, I got in there. You no. just don't know that I, I drew a it's line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. it shows. It with your ring. <laughs> you know, my next question is like cigars. Some cigars you can age, and they get better aging it. And some cigars you can age, and it doesn't turn out well at the end. When you age it, you lose the flavoring and the you know the strength. On bourbon or other cocktails out there that they age. What do you feel with the aging of bourbon, like cigars? Because you've you smoked aged cigars, you yeah. smoke, you've drank, the you know the, the you know the aged bourbon, you know ten year, twelve year. I've heard sixteen years yeah. and thirty. Yeah. You know, yeah. what do you get out of that on the bourbon end, comparing so, to a cigar that has been aged? It's a little similar to cigars because you actually with the bourbon. You actually lose like if something that's real has a lot of burn to it. Mm. After the age, it actually the burn isn't there as much. Mm. Longer, at least, at least I've noticed. Okay. Um, I mean, other people might say different. I mean, <laughs> there's there's a few schools of thought on on that because once it's in the bottle, it the aging's over. So the, it, it, if you have a bottle on your shelf for a year, two years, uh, you haven't cracked it. Uh, it, it is what it is. It yeah. is what it was when it was barreled, and right, you wouldn't right. be what you drink it. Yeah. Um, so that aging process—it's not like wine; it's going to, you know, progress and change and develop. Oh yeah. Uh, so a bourbon's a bourbon once it hits the bottle, and but it, as far as you know, the time spent in the barrel, there, there's a few schools of thought, and people say you know more than ten years, and after that, uh, you just kind of you're actually maybe damaging it because it's mm -hmm. it's absorbing so much of the wood and so much of the char that you almost damage it, things over 10 years. Now, there are brilliant, beautiful, and Hirsch is an example. There was a 16-year on the Hirsch yeah. a, a yep. couple of years ago. Those bottles are selling for $3,500. Now, this is the Hirsch. Yeah. It goes around the, the, the $40, $45 mark, yeah. Yeah, uh, generally so. speaking. Yeah. Um, so the 16-year the on the Hirsch is going for 3500 yep. It's like, I don't know. Matt and I were talking about what's the most expensive bottle you ever bought. And I, I think I topped out at about 125 um, Mine's on 500 I usually <laughs> try to keep it down, you know, under 100 It's because I'm married. And, yeah. You know, we have a joint check account. And she knows my shenanigans. <laughs> you know, I'm a I'm firm believer. I know a lot of people, especially with the Twahi product, they, 
they savor it, they don't smoke it, they collect it. And I find that a lot with Tutuahi. And I always tell the individual, they, and I go, you're saving it because tomorrow you can get hit by a truck. You right. never got to try it. You know, I don't know myself. I don't really save product. It's either going to be good to smoke or not. When you smoke at the Tuahe, it's, it, I don't think that you can't, you're not losing anything by smoking immediately or if you want to age it. But at the end of the day, uh, and again with the bourbons, I see people collect them and all that. And I'm thinking in my head, well, hope that you live for a hundred yeah. because you know, you, have not, you don't smoke that cigar or you don't drink that drink. You're yep. saving it for your children or children's children. I don't know, you know, so, you know, again, there's some cigars that if you wait too long, you're not, but with the Tuahe, it's just a great smoke balance. Anyone you pick up from the mildest blend to the fullest blend, you get that right off the bat. What Pete Johnson, and he is an individual that spends the time. He can give him a cigar that he may take the bands off. He'll tell you exactly what it is. And, he, you know, that is something that a lot of makers don't understand. And, you know, there's a lot of makers out there. But he is definitely that person that really is proud of every cigar that he makes. And making it with a with my father, Pepin Garcia, that company, you know, it's a combination of both. And you can't ask for better as, as a consumer. Sure. You know, and we, have, we represent a lot of good brands. But... These, this is one of the ones that we can honestly say that when you go out and sell it, you're very proud of selling this product. Yep. It's it, uh, top notch, you know, and uh, I've been blessed yeah. after all, after 30 years of doing this that I've had a lot of makers. So I can't, he's, he's going to be known as, you know, in time as one of the great um, blenders of tobacco. And uh, I could see that, you know, and, uh, you know, again, I'm at the other third of the race and hearing this stuff to me excites me. So, you know, at the end of the day, I, you know, you, you feel proud of the lines you represent. And um, I'm very proud of this line and matching it up with the bourbons more and more information I'm getting. You know, I, I enjoy now more bourbons than I ever did before because I was never a big liquor uh, person. Yep. You know, more of the ports and a lot of espressos and all that. But now... Getting that into the mix, it's kind of like, hey, this is this is pretty good. You know, I can't complain. You know, right. so yeah. Michael, what's the story behind the the Tuahes and and the the Karloff expression uh, that's out? Uh, is he a horror movie fan? What's uh, what's what? Well, he what? started with the monsters a while back, and it, again, you know, what an originator. I mean, to come out with the with these older, you know, monster series that he came from the Boris to on, you know, you name it, that is, everyone is different. Yeah. Everyone is, I mean, this is the time period people wait to buy them. It's like, uh, it's like a fan favorite. And, it, and to tie it into something like that, uh, to me, you see a lot of limited editions, but I have to believe this is one of the top limited product that comes out and he's very selective on where he places his product, which as a salesman is is it's really the a really a positive thing because he makes sure that people that are selling it are fully a Tatuaje account and I can't ask for better. I mean, you know, releasing it just for profit, that's not his end result, but he is getting 
the proper channels for people to buy it. And like I said, the series has grown from the beginning. I've been there to now today. Uh, it's always a treat to always wait for the next, the next monster, monster next coming up. Right, you know, right, it's yeah. like an <laughs> excitement, you know. Monster you at know. the end of the book. You oh, know, right. and uh, yeah. you hear oh, people. Oh, yeah, and people collect them. You know, some have right. them. Like yeah. I said, you know, it's funny. I laugh because I said, you know, you should smoke them because you know, you know, you know, you never know. You're not going to be around to do it. You know, so, you know, and you know, that's another thing is the collectors are truly experts. Are trying to age their 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 products and putting it away. And in it, to me, that says something about the maker. You know, so I give tribute to the maker because he is definitely cares about the consumer you know he wants the consumer to get that uh experience that he doesn't get all the time so gotcha. i mean so my hat's off like october thing yeah it's always yeah. in october halloween tied into halloween you know yeah love, love, love it. so you you know and uh you know it's something that's always you know people are looking for at the end of the year it's kind of a light like a nice end result of the year you know yep so but uh falls a decided change you know and it's uh something to look forward to yeah exactly i always i always weep a little in the fall because i teach high school and i gotta go back to teaching <laughs> well you know that's uh that's a different subject in this matter yeah. exactly you know so, so but anyway it's gorgeous like you had said something earlier that kind of sparked my fancy a little bit um espresso coffee you know it, I, i'm wanting to get into pairing bourbons and coffee together i'm sorry i got cigars and coffee together I, i'm looking to do that are you more of a coffee guy do you like doing a coffee with cigar or i i love i love espresso i love turkish coffee okay i i am a big fan of turkish coffee i know it's a little different yeah. uh the cortitos that the, the cubans make with a lot of sugar in it yeah. you know yeah that's another one that i love with uh and i don't get that at home only time i really get to appreciate it that's in miami when i go down there and I buy as many as I can get my hands on, you know, and I'll drink as many as I can get my hands on. Yeah. But those are the like the treats uh, I, I feel with smoking a cigar. Okay. A regular cup of coffee like I'm doing today, it's yeah. good, mm -hmm. but nothing like a good espresso. Talk to me a little bit about uh, Folgers Crystals. Um, <laughs> no hablo. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about that. Yeah. Much of that. Yeah. Sorry. I don't get out much. No. Only when I have to go to work. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I love a good cup of coffee in the morning because that's how I start my day typically. So, But I, I'm wanting to kind of di dive into the pairings of of a cigar and, and an espresso yeah thanks thanks sean I, i'm kind of interested in doing that so where would i as far as espresso or turkish coffee is there a specific area or brand i should look at um uh, you know what you know i uh, we grind our own beans at home i realize that you know i get more flavor out of that um i'm really big on that and i'll try coffee from do re mi you know our a new coffee company coming out and I love to do the grinding of the beans and then doing the espresso. And, you know, each coffee maker is similar. I mean, you look at what you're pairing, wines, yeah. coffee, um, you know, bourbons. Coffee, though, is generally, you know, like my morning or my night drink, you know, um, espressos. Or, like I said, Turkish, something a little more body at the end of the night. You know, I like that. Or the beginning regular coffee it's great but you know i usually put a little milk in it so it kind of tames down the coffee it's already not but i look for strength 
right. and flavor. As you get older, you're losing, you know, you're losing your, you know, your flavor profile because, you know, you're just natural age. It's like that grandmother that used to come over and you have to give her a hug and she had three <laughs> gallons of perfume on her. And you're like, Dad, do I have to really hug grandma? You know, it's so it's the same idealism. And um, so now as an individual, I'm looking for more flavor and strength. Gotcha. Well, and you, you, you talk about that and you talked about the experience and then grinding your own beans. And it's that whole process. And it's like it's not like just filling the coffee pot. Right. You, right. You, right. You take the time and you, you're pulling the beans out and you're grinding on you're grinding what you need for the day. And then it, it's all part of the process. And there's right. a different aroma when you're grinding them compared to just, you know, opening the can or the jug or whatever and, and, and filling. So it's, it's all part of the process. And I think that's part of the enjoyment of it. You were talking about uh, uh, making old fashioned. So Sean mentioned making an old fashioned with uh, bullet. And, and that, I love doing that at home is I, I like whipping up a cocktail and, you know, I can just pour it over rocks and enjoy the hell out of it, too. But some days I just like I'm going to I'm going to get an orange out. I'm going to cut yeah. a, I'm going to cut a, a, a <laughs> yeah, that's, off of that's, it. that's the whole thing of it. It's yeah, like that. It's right. Like, let's, my wife, Colleen, she's like, let's grab a cocktail. And I'm like, all right. And she, I'm still in the kitchen because I'm like mix master. You know, I'm doing a mix master <laughs> thing. And she's like, come on already. I'm like, ah, you know, it takes you 20 minutes to find a movie on the TV. I'll be there. Yeah. Cry you. <laughs> so I'll be there by the time you decide what movie we're going to. I've, I've, I've fallen asleep before we found the movie, yeah. let alone during the movie. You know. but, uh, so, yeah, so I take my time, you know, and it's that whole experience, and, you know, grinding it. Yeah. And uh, I love that. I just, well, it's I funny it. because the old school, you know, I was raised in a different period, you know, and red wine was always on a table. Ex espresso coffee was there, at, you know, the, in the Latin communities. Uh, cafe con leche, you get it, you know, and um, cigars. I mean, you, if you could smoke. You were smoking, you know, it was a different time. But what I found out as far as, you know, grinding your own beans, I don't grind for the whole day. I only grind enough that I am drinking that period. And then right. if I'm going to have an espresso at night, I will re-grind the beans for that. Right, so right, it's right. I get them, and it might be all mental, but I feel it's a more fresher taste. Yeah. You get more more out of it by grinding that moment and then making the espresso. So. That's up to each individual, but uh, I feel that if you're going to grind your, your beans, get a good grinder, and, and you want to get, you know, that full flavor that the maker, because someone is out there yeah. gr grinding beans to come out with a product. Again, it's their passion to sell to the consumers. So if you're, they're going to go out of their way to do that. The maker's rolling the cigars. You know, I tell people, take care of your cigars. You know, put your beans so that, you know, they're properly stored and you know your wines if you're going to buy wine or whatever that is properly you know you know put away and enjoy what the maker is trying to give to you and uh because you know someone is out there doing this because they want you to have an experience it's all about experience yeah, at the end of the day you know i want to dive into more of the coffee cigar because you know tobacco and coffee beans are really kindred cops oh, right. together so yeah, that's why I want to kind of dive into a little bit more future episodes. Yeah, you're not a big coffee drinker yourself. I'm a big coffee. You're a big coffee drinker. Oh all that shit. What am I? Yeah, yeah. What are we waiting for? I right? have no idea. What we're waiting for. <laughs> no, not a coffee guy. Huh? Ah. Nope. Well, this is coming from a guy who wears a kilt. So let's. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about Folgers crystals real quick. Then. <laughs> 
Uh, oh yeah. Oh. That just turned you off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you don't. A, now you don't like animals. Is that what you're telling me? Now you don't like animals too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I saw in a, in a coffee place. They drew. Uh, they had a map of the world of all uh, coffee where it's made and produced and all that stuff grown. And guess what? A lot of those regions are the same region where tobacco's grown. Hmm. Same countries. Yeah. You look at that. There's some similarity from that. And there, you look at it, wow. So the way I understood it, a lot of the coffee has to be grown in the upper regions. And uh, tobacco's grown in the valleys and the lower regions. So I put that together and, you know, and there's different climates for different products. So yeah. I, I look at that. There's, there's a reason for that. And like I said, you know, I'm a big fan of trying different coffees, different bourbons, even different, even my competitors I'll try. And if it's a good cigar to my palate, again, I'm no expert. I'm a salesman. I'm not anything more than what I am. <laughs> so, you know, I, I just enjoy what I enjoy and, uh, Always trying to experiment. Open your path. That's the biggest thing when people buying cigars or coffee or anything. They get on this one, say, cigar or this one coffee or this one bourbon. I always tell them, you got to expand your palate. There's much more out there that you're missing. Right. You right. know? So, you know. Michael, can I have you call my wife and explain <laughs> to her? She goes, she's like, why did you buy another bourbon and bring it home? Uh, well... It said uh, hi to me. That's why. I need more. <laughs> I mean, she's, you have so many here already. I go, well, yeah, but that's not the point. Because yeah. <laughs> they're all different. I'm not saying anything because my wife might be listening to this because she says the same thing to me. I'm why are you buying this? Why are you, you know, like. I know. She never you know, listens. So you know, I'm, I'm saying. Yes. Right. Right. Take your pick, A, B, or C. Yeah. You need choices. So Matt and I have a, a, a rating system for the bourbons when we decide to taste them and uh, yes, we what, do. what we like. And it's uh, it's uh, screw Mary kill, screw Mary kill. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 screw Mary kill. So, uh, <laughs> screw, are you gonna get it out and about when you're around? Are you That's gonna marry it? Are you gonna take it home or kill? It's it's dead to me. Uh, I'd marry this Hirsch. I would I would take this one home. I would uh, I would I would not mind having this on the bar. And the and the packaging is nice too. That that uh, it it makes a difference. Um, yeah. well, people buy with their eyes. Let's yeah. be honest. If the package is right. They see on the shelf. They say, oh, you know what? The packaging makes a big difference. But I'm glad you don't have a rating system on salesmen because I don't want to be in that one of those. You know, you know, you know, oh, no, Michael. I got the face for radio. Exactly. You don't want any further than this. You know, we don't want to scare your audience. So, you know, I'm, I'm screwing around with the Hirsch right now. But, you know, I, I'm like Jamie. I, I would marry this and take it home. I would. And, it would, it would and, be and savor it. You know, not, nice. not save it, but savor it and share it with friends. Introduce it to them. The folks that are wanting to get into it, you're like, okay. You've had this. Now let's try this. So yeah, I would definitely marry and take this home. Thank Absolutely, you. good. So, As with gonna, the cigar too. Absolutely, I would take yeah, it. I, I, need a, I need a couple of these for the humidor. Now, now you know why I like it so much. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, 
Gentlemen, I gotta say goodbye because yes, I'm gonna go absolutely. back and do my job. Oh, but yes, you know what? Thank you for. Thank you for uh, I really don't do a lot of this kind of stuff. I'm kind of low key. But yeah. thank you for inviting me to do this. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's for the makers to be out here. You know, I, I am not that. You know, but I show my face. I do my best. I try to recommend the best from the consumer where their their profile is and. Hope they enjoy the cigars because I always guarantee it. I stand by my product. Yeah. You don't like it, bring it back. I'll buy it back. I I, I will not sell something I don't believe in. And yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Say, but that's why you've had it. That's why your career has been successful because you are that way. You always cater to your clientele. You take care of them. You listen to them. So thank you for your knowledge and oh, sharing thank with you. us today. Thank Honestly. you, gentlemen, for this oh, day. It. Appreciate it. Thank you. Great point. Salute. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. Cheers. Salute. Yeah. Yeah.